Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Aces would love a stop. Picked up by Gray. She can go coast to coast. There's three. There's two. She's going to launch from three. Chelsea Gray for three. Unbelievable. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Jackie's got it. Aces got numbers three on two. To Plum for three. KP, ring it up. Boom, shaka, waka, waka, boom. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. T.C. Martin. To Bay, she's open for three. She sees it. She's got the bucket. One, two, three times for Bay Bay. T.C. Martin. And you got that right. Money won't change it. Raquana, Bay Bay Williams. This is the greatest show. The ball is in the air. The Las Vegas Aces have won their very first WNBA championship. The doctor is now here. Uh, Hour number two. Aces in action tonight against the Phoenix Mercury. Game sold out. And the Phoenix Mercury, they're not very good. They're four and fourteen. But, but, but did you see BG throw that throw that dunk down a couple nights ago? Well, Looked good. You got Brittany Griner back. You got Diana Taurasi. You got the goat. I get that. But I think this is more about the timing. Aces are seventeen and two, coming back home, hot right now, hottest team right now, no question. Hot ticket, and they got. The NBA Summer League. Got so many NBA players that are in town as well, too. It's the greatest show, man. No question. Michelob Ultra and Mandalay Bay tonight. The Phoenix Mercury and the Las Vegas Aces. 4 and 14 against 17 and 2. What's the point spread in that game, Num Chuck? Nine and a half? Nine and a half. Eleven. No, I, I'm, try, half. I'm trying to just take a, like a shot in the dark. I, I, I'm guessing be anywhere between nine and a half if and it, if it's If it's nine and a half, let's all race to the window right now. You want to try again? 13. Keep going. 16. Keep going. 19. 17. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, seven. Let's go. <laughs> if you want the Aces tonight just to win the game, lay 1,700 to make 100. Is that good? That's great. It's guaranteed, right? Guaranteed. Lay a lot to win a little. Yeah. Seven o'clock game time tonight. Looking forward to that. And uh, then we got the Major League Baseball All-Star game tonight. I'm going to be up all night. You know that, don't you? I'm going to be up all night because I got to get ready, go to LA tomorrow, prep for that. But then I got, I want to watch the game. So I'm going to record the All-Star game. I enjoy watching the Major League Baseball All-Star game. I am going to spoil the hell out of the show, out of the game tomorrow, or or tonight. Spoil it. Spoil it. I'm just going to send you text. Dude, the third inning, amazing. I'm turning off my phone. Just just wait. Just wait. I can't turn off my phone. Exactly. That's what I know. Why do you like being like that? See, you're like T.J. Reeves and these other hamburgers. Because it's fun. It's not fun. It is fun, and you know it. It's fun for who? It's fun for me. Because it's just torture to you. Because I know you want to watch this game. And then you'll be like waiting in the third inning. It's just an all-star Nothing game. will happen. It's just an all-star game. I will say this about Major League Baseball all-star games. It flies. These games usually, they go quick. And now, especially with the pitch clock and everything, they go really, really quick. So I enjoy that. All right. So yeah, Aces and the Phoenix Mercury tonight. Major League Baseball all-star game tonight. Steve Sachs will be joining us at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk uh, some all-star stuff. We'll talk about the first half of the Major League Baseball season, even though you do know that we are more than halfway through. Most teams have played 90, 91, 92 games, but we call it the halfway mark, even though it's more than halfway. But we get it. All right. What day is it? What day is it? It's Terrible Tuesday. That's terrible. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. That's a terrible idea. I want to know what the hell he's smoking. Something stinks in here. That's terrible. (laughs) It's Terrible Tuesday. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. All right. We talked about uh, the Major League Baseball all-star game in the home run derby from last night, right? Well, 
It was pretty entertaining, I guess, right? You had Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who I liked in this. He ended up winning as he defeated Randy Orozarena 25-22. Congratulations, Vladi. Alright, so that was pretty cool, right? But now let's talk about the part that's not very cool. Really? How cool is the Home Run Derby? Is it fun? Is it not? What do you think about it? I love the Home Run Derby in the concept. I've always liked the Home Run Derby. But now it's a point where I can't take it anymore. And you know where I'm going with this, right? Can we please get the clock out of the Home Run Derby? Can we get the clock out of Major League Baseball. Now, for those fans who say, oh, it's a really good thing, let's come in, Rob Manfred. Now, all of a sudden, I'm hearing national media people saying, let's come in, Rob Manfred, for speeding up the game. This pitch clock is really good. It's, yeah, really? You know Rob what I Manfred, want? You, want, you want to congratulate him? Are you kidding me? You know what I want? What do you want? Ten outs. Thank you. That's where I'm going with this thing. Get the clock out of anything to do with Major League Baseball or any baseball for that matter. We've talked about it before. If you're a true baseball fan, you don't care if the game gets played in 2 hours and 15 minutes, 3 hours and 20 minutes, 4 hours and 40 minutes, 5 hours for 18 innings, you don't care. Especially if you're going to the game, it's like you're getting a a free game, you're getting a doubleheader. Alright, but try to follow this home run derby. And I'm finally hearing people say this earlier today going, well, you know, that was pretty good, but yeah, I'm a little bit confused. And man, it was kind of anticlimactic because it took so long. I've been saying this forever. Get rid of the clock. We don't need it. Now, you're watching this thing and it's timed. So whatever it is, about two minutes, you know, you're getting to hit as many... Uh, get as many pitches as you can. You see the pitchers, the bullpen pitchers, their fathers, their kids, or whoever's pitching at them, right? Their buddy, college roommate. And it's just like rapid fire, rapid fire, rapid fire, rapid fire. It's like, how do you follow this thing? It's like, oh, you get X amount of homers. Ding, you get an extra 30 seconds. Oh, what? And then we get ding, an extra, what? 60 seconds. It's ridiculous. So question, One guy can be up there for five minutes. Question for you. Yeah. Didn't it used to be where you had to... Um, I forgot where I was going with that. You had to... Okay, it, it was out. I'm done, yeah. Okay, before, it was it, out. It was outs, okay? So you made 10 outs. Yeah. Then that was it. And you saw guys getting selective with their pitches and all that other kind of stuff. There's a lot of different ways that you can you can do this. But... The clock in baseball just don't jive. I heard somebody earlier today, national media, say, you know what be really good for this? Bring out the pitching machine. What are you talking about? Bring out a pitching machine. Where in the world do you have a pitching machine? Well, that way you just set it at 100 miles an hour. First of all, you got to set it at 100. You're going to set it like at 85 or something like that. And you get fastballs down the middle. Well, Anybody who's hit off a pitching machine, they're not all right down the middle. No. Yeah, that's that you know spurred off or whatever. But no one wants to see a pitching machine. Can you picture that? Here's the guy holding the ball up and then drop it down. I mean, come on. Pretty good sound effect though. Right? It was a pretty good sound effect. Yeah, but you know, get rid of this. Get get rid of the clock. Get rid of all these all these other ideas. But I'm serious, you're trying to watch this thing. One guy could be up there and then he calls the timeout. And why is he called timeout? Because his arms are getting tired. Exactly. The argument we've heard over and over in Major League Baseball is, well, the guys that win the home run contest or in the finals, they go through all those rounds because they're swinging over 100, 130 pitches during the course of this night, and they got to get back and play for their team two days later, and it affects them. Yeah. You could pull an oblique, you know, shoulder, rotator cuff. Wrist injury. I mean, there's so many things that can happen with this. I just don't understand it. Question yeah. for you. Didn't they used to have a rule where you had to have the ball land before the pitcher threw the next pitch? Oh, yeah. So I'm going to go there with that. Okay. I'm going to go there with okay. that. Exactly, right? So my cure is you go back to the old home run derby. That's right. X amount of pitches. How about that? X amount of pitches 
are X number of outs, whether it's nine or 10, but speed this thing up. It's way too long. I didn't see it last night. I don't know how long it lasted, but every year we have the same conversation. I guarantee you that for what eight hitters, this thing went well over an hour and a half and it shouldn't. It shouldn't. This thing should be done in 45 minutes. You don't need to go through all this garbage, right? So, it'd be a lot easier to follow. It'd be done a lot quicker time. Now, because of this clock that we're seeing out there, and guys racing. Do you see a Rosarina at the end of the night? Oh, hurry up. You know, I got to catch him. Oh, I'm down three. Oh, come on. Quicker, 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 quicker. Forget it. Yeah, he was just long, yeah. trying to launch. In the final round, a kid in the outfield got hit with a line drive to the forehead. You missed a big part of that. It was a 115 mile I'm an hour getting line there. drive. 115 miles off the bat of Vladimir Guerrero. So he hit one in the left field bleachers for a home run. Everyone's, oh, they're watching it going. And then, boom, rapid fire, the next pitch. Here comes this 150 mile an hour line drive. This kid is like mid left field. Goes over his glove, hits him in the forehead, and down goes kid. And then here comes the paramedics on the field. And then I believe they just kept going, though, right? I think they did. They just kept going. Yeah. Wait, wait, there's this kid down. What if he would have got another one? Whether it was a high pop-up or grounder that hit him or... I mean, are you kidding me? Now, you see the kids, mostly kids, but there's adults out there as well, too. All right? These guys are shaggers. And they're volunteers. They don't get paid. They're volunteers. And you have like about 15 or 20 of them out there. You don't need that many. Really, you don't need anybody out there because you're not using those balls to like, hey, relay in. Let's let's throw these no, to the hitter. I see what they're doing. It's always like it's fun, the Special right? Olympic kids are like the... No, it's not no, Special not, Olympic, not special Olympic kids, kids, but like... No. But like the, they're Little League kids little, or they win a contest... You know, they sign up at, you know, your your local mall or the finish line or whatever and, and stuff like that. Or they're Major League Baseball players, kids or something like that. That's what it is. But bottom line is they're all volunteers. But yeah, who would expect to get a line drive to the face? So now what's next? We're going to see them have to wear face guards and face masks like we see in, in girls softball sometimes. You know, with pitchers and third basemen. Like, come on. I don't know. It, it's a shame, but it's all because of the clock. All because of the clock with this thing. So take the clock out of it. Congratulations, Vladi. Cool story. He wins. His dad wins. But the home run derby is not great. It takes too long. It's too confusing. It's ridiculous. Boy, you're slow on that. Sorry, I was reading a story that, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bet you were looking at pictures. That's what I bet you were doing. All right. More serious note. Pat Fitzgerald, the former head coach at Northwestern, head football coach, fired. Now, yesterday, Northwestern University let Pat Fitzgerald go amid allegations of hazing, sexual assault, and racism within the school's football program. After initially suspending... Pat Fitzgerald for two weeks without pay last Friday, University President Michael Schill decided to dismiss Fitzgerald altogether when several scandals were uncovered by the student newspaper. How about that? Good for the student newspaper. I want to know how come the Chicago Sun-Times or the Tribune wasn't on this, that the student newspaper uncovered this. Here's what they uncovered. 11 current or former players acknowledged that hazing has been taking place within the program. The hazing included forced participation, nudity, and sexualized acts of a degrading nature in violation of university policies. Are you kidding me? We're still doing this? After Jerry Sandusky and all that nonsense going back, what, 10, 15 years ago at Penn State, they're still doing this? Hazing makes me sick. It's been around forever. But the smart schools don't do this crap anymore and don't let it happen. And for Pat Fitzgerald to be a coach at 17 years at Northwestern, he had to know what's going on. 
Now, they said that a lot of the assistants did not know what was happening. No students are known to have suffered physical injury as a result of the hazing, but it doesn't matter. I don't want to hear that. Bottom line is, hazing is just terrible. It's degrading, and you're making someone take off their clothes or do something. The bottom line is, it's embarrassing. And if you're there to build bonding, this is what I never understood as a former coach. I'd never get involved in that, ever. Never happen to any of my teams because you're trying to bond everyone together. Whether you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, bring them together. All for one, one for all. Not having this hierarchy of let seniors run your program. And let's initiate freshmen. That is moronic and juvenile thinking. But it still happens, and obviously it happened here. So some players found that the hazing to be harmful with long-term consequences, while others felt the rituals were just in jest. Hazing practices are well-known within the program, but there's no credible evidence that Fitzgerald was aware of them. Now, the university received an anonymous email from a former student complaining about the hazing within the football program at the end of November of last year. So at that point in time, Northwestern brought in an investigator. Now, the investigator interviewed more than 50 people with ties to the football program at Northwestern and sifted through hundreds of thousands of emails and player survey data going back to 2014. The investigation didn't uncover any evidence of misconduct tied to specific players or coaching staff, but it did reveal that most players were either participants in the hazing practices or aware of them. You know, with video cameras everywhere, wouldn't you think that there'd be some type of video with some of this stuff somewhere? I'm sure there is, and I'm sure it's going to come out, and I'm sure it's all the students that have it. Let me say this about Pat Fitzgerald. This guy was a highly regarded head coach. For a very, most usually, bad football team, bad program. And he did turn it around. He had success. He was a former Northwestern player back in the day. He was an assistant coach. And then he got the head coaching job 17 years ago. He went to 10 bowls. Actually won, what, uh, had five bowl wins. Was the 2018 Big Ten Coach of the Year. He's the winningest coach in Northwestern football history. But now he's out of a job. And for something that took place not on the football field, but something that took place outside of practices and and inside the locker room, it's just downright embarrassing. Will Pat Fitzgerald get another job? Obviously not this coming season, but maybe next year? I don't know. But hopefully this is a, uh, a bell that went off, an alarm would go off for all these other... Uh, programs around colleges and high schools to take note of this, man. This should not be tolerated. All right. Speaking of another goofball coach, oh, one of our favorites, Bobby Huggins. He's out as head basketball coach at West Virginia. Or maybe not. Wait a minute. He might? He might not. Well, here's how the story unfolds. Bob Huggins was arrested on drunk driving charge, and we talked about that a couple weeks ago in Pittsburgh, going back June 16th. West Virginia reported that he had resigned. Huggins said he wants to set the record straight. He came out and spoke about this. He said that he never resigned. He also said that he never got any formal resignation papers for him to review his resignation. West Virginia says... They have no intention on bringing Bob Huggins back. Oh, meanwhile, Bob Huggins checked himself into a rehab facility from the drunk driving charge on June 16th. Now, he issued an apology after that. But remember, maybe this has something to do with his other misstep. You know? May have something to do with his coaching. May have something to do with the drunk driving, West Virginia says, you're not coaching no more. But it also might have something to do with what Bob Huggins said on a Cincinnati radio station, which we talked about this a few weeks ago, going back, when Bob uh, Huggins was talking about his days as head coach at the University of Cincinnati and the rivalry between Cincinnati and Xavier. Hello. 
Coach Bob Huggins, you're on the air. I'm sitting here with Steve Muller and the Segman. <laughs> Why would, what would make you think I wanted to talk to you? <laughs> hey, Coach. Now, we're telling Huggins stories, but we had a cut at which you kind of took a little shot at me as not being a trustworthy person. Would you want to revise and extend those remarks? Absolutely not. <laughs> hey, Hugs, I told him they thought it was misunderstood. Take it out of context. It was out of context. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just it must have been it must have been my thoughts at the time. <laughs> now, Steve also tells me that you have the best portal transfers. Have you have you posted any Xavier guys to come to oh, play for West Virginia? Catholics don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're above the fracas, aren't we? No problem. Yeah, you, um, absolutely. I mean, you, you, I tell you what, any, any school that can throw rubber penises on the floor and then say they didn't do it, <laughs> by God, they can get away with anything. <laughs> I, 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 rubber penis. Was this I like think that was at the Crosstown shootout, wasn't it? It was transgender night, wasn't it? What? Was that it? It was a, it was a Crosstown shootout. Yeah, no, what it was was all those fags, those, those Catholic fags, I think. <laughs> all right. They, 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 were, they were envious they didn't have one. <laughs> so maybe it has something to do with that. Bobby Huggins going back and then he issued this long apology this was the headline on many news stories especially in cincinnati it led off uh, every local news station uh, the day that uh, he said this going back uh, last month but yeah yeah maybe it had something to do with that here's the bottom line bob huggins your time has passed okay your morals your values and the way you talk and remember when we first played this Terrible Tuesday weeks ago, I said, it sounded like Bob Huggins may be a little intoxicated. And now, June 16th, he gets pulled over for drunk driving in Pittsburgh. He apologizes for that. Good for West Virginia. I get it. Bob Huggins has led this team to the tournament. But he hasn't won anything. He's a West Virginia alum. You bring him back. Okay, great. Hard to get quality coaching, I guess, in West Virginia. You ever been to that campus? I mean, it's hard. It's hard to recruit there at West Virginia. And Huggins was there, but for the most part, his teams were irrelevant, especially in the last five or six years. But Bob Huggins out, according to West Virginia, but not out, according to him. Here's another miscommunication gap here. Damian Lillard wants out of Portland. Damian Lillard wants to play for the Miami Heat. Okay, we'll get back to that in a minute. Meanwhile, Portland GM Joe Cronin had a press conference yesterday. Had nothing to do with Damian Lillard. His press conference had Cronin announcing a couple of signings, free agent signings. And guess what? Neither was Damian Lillard. A five-year, $160 million contract for Jeremy Grant. Oh, yeah. Jeremy Grant, five years, $160 million. Can't you find some money for Damian Lillard? Or do you not want Damian Lillard? Do you not want him? You want him out because you got Scoot Henderson. You picked him number three out of the G League Ignite here. Henderson. You're going to want to build the franchise around him. But that tells me if you're going to sign Jeremy Grant to a five-year, $160 million contract, that you probably really don't want Damian Lillard because you're giving Lillard's money to Grant. All right? So you do the math there. Uh, that's a pretty good dough that he's going to be making there for five years. Is Jeremy Grant. Lillard wants to be traded to Miami. Very specific. Apparently, he's under the assumption that he actually gets to determine on where he gets to play. Now, Joe Cronin, the GM, came back and said, I'm not going to address the Damian Lillard situation. We are thinking about it. We're going to take our sweet time. And if something happens, something happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But right now, bottom line is, he is in no hurry to grant Damian Lillard his wishes, unless Miami is going to be giving up some quality players for that. 
doesn't this ring Aaron Rodgers all over again? Right? I want to go play elsewhere. Wait a minute. The Green Bay Packers hold all the cards. They did going back, you know, six months ago. Same thing with the Portland Trailblazers. They hold all the cards. They want to let Damian Lillard rot. Okay, they can do that. Only trade him if you're going to get better or equal value. That's the way it goes. So, yeah, Lillard wants to be traded to Miami. They're to stalemate right now. And uh, this story will bear watching down the road. All right. As we talked about a little bit last hour with uh, Mark Ratner, Tyson Fury, boxing's lineal heavyweight champion, is going to be in the ring again. Oh, are we excited? No, it's not against Deontay Wilder. We've seen that story three times. We don't need to see it anymore. Who is it going to be against? Oh, is it going to be against Alexander Yusek for the undisputed heavyweight championship in April? Yeah, we'd like to see that. We would love to see that. That was supposed to be in April at Wembley Stadium, but oh, that never happened. And negotiations collapsed back in March. So the new opponent for Tyson Fury is Francis Naganu. What? Francis Naganu. Yeah, the same Francis Naganu from UFC fame, right? They're going to fight October 28th in Saudi Arabia. It'll be a boxing match that will take place in a regulation boxing ring under boxing rules, including three ringside judges using the 10-point must system. You know, every time we announce a major fight, how many times have we ever said those things that I just said right there? Every single time. No. Never once do you say those things because we, all we know. know because it's a boxing yeah. match, right? Yeah. But for uh, for them to say in the opening paragraph that Tyson Fury is going to fight Francis Naganu and the, the fight will take place in a regulation boxing ring, duh, it'll be under boxing rules, duh, including three ringside judges with a 10-point must system, duh, 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 no kidding. But look what we've come to now. Floyd Money May- Mayweather against who? All these other YouTubers or wannabe boxers and this and that. And now Tyson Fury is going to go the same route. Can't say I blame Tyson Fury, but please, can we see Tyson Fury fight a boxer? Whether it's Yusek or somebody else. And this will be a walk in the park for Fury. And he's going to earn a ton of money. But how ironic that this is not in the United States... It's not in England. Every time we have to have these one-off goofball matches, it's, never here. It's never here. It's at some Saudi other place, Arabia, yeah, yeah. So, something like that, yeah, yeah. where they're going to just roll out the cash, roll out the barrel of cash. Do you want to see this fight? No, I would have rather have seen Fury for Fury Fury. <laughs> that's not going to happen. That could, I mean, it could happen. Brother versus brother. Br- brother versus brother in yeah. an actual box, boxing no, match. No, that, that'd be horrible. First of all, they've never happened. But number two, no one wants to fight a brother or brother. And it's like, it's it, when has it ever been done in boxing? It has. That's why I'm saying. That's like, what I'm saying. T- Tyson would be. If it was ever going to happen, it should have happened, and would have been a heck of a match. Vitaly and Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah. That. That would have been. A heck. Okay. Yeah. You wouldn't know who won. Yeah, that's a, that's a coin flip match. Yeah. That's a pick a match. But they said, no, we agree. We're never going to fight each other. Yep. Come on. Tyson Fury and, and his brother. No, not, not going to happen. Francis again. Okay. I want to see it because I want to see. I love Tyson Fury, as you know. Good guy. And he'll kick his ass. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 100%. Yeah. Again, UFC guys get in the ring. Learn from Conor McGregor. Not going to happen. Not going to win. Forget about it. You're just there for a paycheck. So once again, we've got to go through all of this nonsense. Uh, Here's some quotes from Tyson Fury. I can't wait to get back out there under the lights. I'm looking forward to showing the world that the Gypsy King is the greatest fighter of his generation in an epic battle with another master of his craft. Okay, nice job, Tyson. Way to go. Way to say what you got to say. Nagano says, My dream is always to box. And to box the best. After becoming the undisputed MMA heavyweight champion, this is my opportunity to make that dream come true and cement my position as the baddest man on the planet. Really? If you always wanted to box, then why don't you be a boxer? You know why you weren't a boxer? Because you couldn't cut it as a boxer. 
Okay, nothing against UFC fighters, but that is normally the case because usually have a weakness. And so you go the MMA route because you can brawl or maybe you can learn some wrestling skills or you have some wrestling skills or you got some mixed martial arts skills. Okay, those are MMA fighters. Those guys that know where their strengths are. Your strength, Naganu, is not in boxing because you would have been a boxer. You maybe could have attempted to be the baddest man on the planet, but we never know because you've been an MMA fighter, MMA fighter for 20 years. What about Francis versus another Tyson? <laughs> Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson. In a boxing match. In a boxing match. He'd get killed again. I don't it's, care if Mike is si- 50 60, years old, yeah. 55. You know, forget it. Doesn't matter. If Mike trains and, you know. Uh, Could you, I mean, but again, here we go again. You're suggesting, which I get it, these novelty but BS matches. Again, I don't want to see it. Is another, it I, it's just a different novelty. He wants to be the baddest man on the planet. Fury, fight Yusek. See who the baddest man is. Naganu, fight John Jones. What's wrong with that? It's your own realm, and you can make a lot of money. It just makes too much sense. Terrible Tuesday is just full of logic. Maybe not reality, but full of logic. Like that conversation from yesterday. <laughs> if you got some terrible Tuesday takes, hit me at TCMartin21 on Twitter. We come back. Five-time All-Star Steve Sachs as we get ready for the Midsummer Classic. I'm fair, but I'm firm. This is boxing referee Joe Cortez. I always listen to the TC Martin Show. All right, Ace is back in action tonight against the Phoenix Mercury game sold out. And then tomorrow will be in L.A. Back-to-back games. And with no Candace Parker... Still uh, recovering from that right ankle that she hurt last Friday in Dallas. So they have to go back-to-back games. I know Candace would love to play tonight against uh, Phoenix and definitely back in L.A. tomorrow. So we'll keep an eye on that. Listed as day today. But I got a feeling they just want to give her the extra rest through the All-Star break and have her good to go till next week so she'd get a good seven, eight days off. So we'll keep watching that and check that out. All right. So we've been talking boxing a little bit this hour, obviously with Tyson Fury. And Francis Nagano, I guess that's kind of boxing. But I had to address uh, my man, Brian Salmon, over at News 3, our guy, B-Sal. And we had talked about this before, about, you know, he was going to be in a, a, have his first boxing match. And it got uh, postponed. And unbeknownst to me, while I was gone, I feel terrible. Well, I shouldn't say unbeknownst, because he did tell me that he was going to be fighting. I couldn't attend. But it was last weekend. And we do have confirmation and the official results that not only that B-Sal was involved in a boxing match over the weekend, but the winner was Brian Salmon. And he is 1-0. So, since he probably did not get the proper introduction while he's sitting there sweating bullets out, I'm ready, Snake, are you? I'll do my... And the winner is... Were you blue corner or red corner? <laughs> I was red corner. All right. And I was, the red I, corner. In, I was wearing red. He, he was, okay. Donned in the red, fighting out of the red corner, the winner, and still undefeated, Brian Bissell Salmon. Where's my belt up, Chuck? <laughs> There we go. There we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Let's hear about it, baby. I'm glad you missed it. Let's hear about it, man. Well, it was, uh, it was, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I won and everyone told me that, you know, like, man, you, you won all three rounds and whatever, whatever. But, um, like, honestly, I I felt like I could have done a whole lot better than I did. It was nerve wracking, man. It was nerve wracking. It really, and it wasn't nerve wracking because I was going in there and fighting. It was nerve wracking because, like, I invited people that I knew, and there was pressure to not go in there and get my butt kicked. And you know, I'm a, I'm a competitive person, so I don't want, I, I didn't want to lose in front of everybody and be like, oh, you did good. 
you know, you did good. You should have got the win. You know, I didn't want to hear all that. Um, and then on top of all of that, you know, Stitch, you know, Stitch, Jacob Stitch Duran, right? Of course. You know, Stitch. Yeah, when we talked to him, yeah, I know, you know. So Stitch, I invited him. I was like, hey, he, he came out and he was there just to wrap my hands. He wrapped my hands for me, right? I remember and, you know, uh, talking about this with the three of us that, that when this time comes, that Stitch was going to be doing it. And uh, now how many, yeah. people, how many of the non-boxing fans actually thought that he was uh, Edward James almost or Carlos Santana instead ah. of Stitch? I know, I know. Well, since everyone there was a boxing fan, he got he got hounded by everyone. Of course. He was coming up taking pictures and asking, I mean, the whole time he was there. So I got Stitch to come up there to wrap my hand. I've got Wayne McCullough to my coach. And then I had, uh, there were two cameras there, and I just won the two because one of my camera guys brought his big camera instead of his his little personal one. So it, he was going to take some pictures, just thought stuff I would have for myself. So we had two cameras there. So I'm like, I'm thinking all these people are, man, who is this guy? Why he thinks he's special? And, you know, he, I, I'm a, I hope he gets beat. And, you know, he, he thinks he's above, you know, whatever. Because I'm thinking I got this big production going on over here and I've never fought before. So that was a, that was pretty nerve wracking that I had all that going on. But I mean, once the bell came out, the bell ring, first round, uh, I started off kind of slow, just a minute 30 rounds. You know, jab, jab, jab. I hit old boy with a super hard right hand. I thought, pow! And I, I watched the video back. I mean, it was a really hard right hand. Um, and then, so the first round went, kind of went by. I didn't know how I did. I thought, like, man, I might have lost it. I don't know. Second round, same thing. Uh, more right hands. I'll send you the video. You can see it. But I don't know, man. I I, I got hit with a left. Um, it, was, it, was, it was flush, but it, wasn't, it didn't hurt anything like that. But it was it was a good enough shot that the whole crowd was like, ooh, when the guy hit me. Like, oh, man, everybody saw that. Everyone saw it. Cause, I mean, it was loud, too. Like, I literally heard it was like, ooh. So, okay. So, uh, you know, I, I got back. But I, I, I really, my right hand was really what won me to fight. Like, the jab was cool. Jab was cool. But I was throwing some good straight right hands that, that landed pretty hard. So, um, and then... Joe Cortez, who you just had open the show, he's the one in the ring that gave me my belt. Like I won a belt. That is so cool, he, man. That is so yeah, cool. Yeah, it was it was cool. I'm not gonna lie. Like when he raised my hand, but it felt like the weight of the world was off my shoulders. Um, I could hear everybody in the crowd. Cause I mean, there was a good twenty people there for me. I don't know, it was a good number of folks, man. Definitely the loudest of anyone that was fighting. And uh man, it just I'm right after this. I don't know if you've seen the clip. Jesse did the clip on the air Sunday night. No, I've I've been gone, so I didn't see anything, man. Oh man! So I'll send you the link, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jesse, I interviewed Wayne. You know, my coach Wayne McCulloch, the Pocket Rocket, and you know, just talked to him about you know guys fighting in the Masters. It's four guys that are 35 and older, and uh, you know, he talked about training me and everything else. It, It. it turned out really well, man. I'm not going to lie, man. It was an emotional win just because, you know, I've been training for a while, man, and I, I didn't want to come on the show talking about I lost and I'll do better next time and blah, 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 you know? <laughs> I think that's awesome. Oh. Now, now, describe the opponent, okay? I want what, what did the opponent look like? Hey, did you guys, did you see him before? Any video? Or is it just you go in the ring that's the first time you've seen the guy? So, this, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. Right. Um, check your phone, too, because I sent you some pictures. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I got it right here. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, so my opponent, my opponent was 188 pounds. He said he came down from, like, 190-something. So he, he dropped, like, three or four pounds. And I weighed in at, like, 181. Because me and this, his name is John Sarkeesian, Iranian guy. And he said that he saw my name on the list after I weighed in. And he was like, oh, man, okay, this guy is 181 pounds. He must be really small, and you know, I, I'm 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 happy that I'm fighting this guy. This is what he's telling me. So uh, I didn't see him literally until I walked into the ring. Like he, I didn't see him warming up anywhere. I didn't know who the heck he was, and uh, he had pretty good size. He's over here doing like a Mike Tyson ducking, ducking, throwing left hooks to the body as I'm walking in the ring. Seriously, and he looked pretty fast. I was like, oh man, he had pretty good size on him. He was older though. Um, he was like, uh, I think he was 54. So he was a bit older than me. Uh, 
which I mean, but still his first fight as well. But this dude was game. Like he was definitely, definitely, he was in really good shape. Since he's running like six miles a day, and uh, and literally talking to him after the fight because he was the coolest guy ever, man. Like I, I couldn't have fought against a better dude. He told me he's like, listen, man. First of all, um, he's like, hey, your stand was really good. I, he's like, I got tired in the third round, and you're going good. He, he was shocked by that, and he's like, I was also. He says, I'm shocked by how big you were. He's like, I thought you were a lot smaller than you were because you're 181 pounds. I was like, man. He's like. You're a good sized dude, man. He's like, and you hit hard. He was like, you hit really hard. He's like, you hit me with a right hand and, and, and like the first round or something that like it just stopped me in my tracks and just staggered me. He's like, I didn't realize it though, but he's like, you have a really heavy hand. Okay. Like, so, man, okay, I guess. So, one to 10, judge your performance. Seriously? Yeah. My, my, yes. My, you. You I know you, I mean? like, are you going to be hard giving yourself? you a I, I, I get it. Go ahead. What do you think? I give it about a, I give it about a, um, like a six. A give by six. All right. So let's let's yeah. let let's take from the other angle and let's ask our our special guest what he actually thinks. All right, the man oh, wow. who has wrapped so many famous hands and now Brian Salmon is to that list. <laughs> the one and only Jacob Stitch Durant Stitch. Great, wow. great, great piece wow. house performance. <laughs> Oh, wow. Go ahead, Stitch. You know, Let's hear it. I, I'm, so, I'm so proud of Brian. You know, I, uh, I'm in Stockton right now. I'm working with Nate Diaz, right? Yeah. And I had to come after that. But Brian had asked me <laughs> if I'd be available. And just by the grace of God, I had this weekend off. And uh, so we got together. But I knew that he was being trained by Wayne McCullough. And I have worked with Wayne many times. I know his style and i know that uh, uh brian was an athlete but yeah come fight time bro i uh i told him that uh even though he's making his debut i'm gonna treat him like a world champion and wrap him i give him the knockout wrap and he went out there and he had skills and mm-hmm. and you're right brian that armenian kid uh not a kid the man uh he came to fight and uh it, it turned out to be uh another historical moment under my belt and uh I was just proud to be working with Brian, but he did. Yeah, I give him about an eight or a nine. Right, right hand was pretty ferocious. <laughs> so let's let's add this up, okay? Now, B. Sal, I want you to listen to this, okay? Wow. So you know, we just had Stitch. Wow. Stitch was just in the studio a couple weeks ago, and you know we knew that this match was wow. coming up. I just wish I was in town; I could have been there. But just think about this now, okay? Stitch has wrapped the hands of so many world champions. Add Sylvester yeah. Stallone, Rocky Balboa. Michael B. Jordan. Oh, and by the way, Brian Salmon. Look at that. You you made the list, brother. Nah, man. Oh, first of all, Stitch, man. It's good to hear your voice as always, man. Anytime I see Stitch, man, it's, it's a good day. He's one of the he's one of the most humble, genuine dudes in the world, man. And I I, I say this to him all the time, and I, you can't say it enough, man. I love the guy, and I I I was just I was humbled by the fact he was there. And then it, it, he uh, he did. He made me feel like a world champion, man. I mean, he he uh, he helped pump me up and get me ready. And I mean, he told me right after I came out, he's like, "Man, I you know I thought you won all three rounds. Like you definitely won." Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I you know I felt like uh, I didn't think I did great, but I feel like I could have done better. You know what I mean? But I got the win, and that's what matters. And uh, I just text you um, a picture of the hand wraps that stitch. Yeah. For me. I, think I, I got te- it. I got I think it. I texted you too, Stitch, uh, the other day. So, um, yeah, man, it was great having him out there, man. Like, I, I felt like a star, man. I really okay. did. So, so, Stitch, when I was flying uh, this past weekend, uh, I'm going through my movie choices and everything. And, you know, it's been a while, you know, since I've seen, you know, Creed 1 and Creed 2, because we talked about it when you were last year. Hey, saw Creed 3, really enjoyed it. So I said, let me, this is how I'm going to spend like my, my couple two hour flights. So I went back and I watched Creed. And because I, you know, I forgot a lot about it because it's been such a long time. And then after I got done with that, I said, oh, boom, I'm going to go Creed 2. So there's my man. There's my man. So, Stitch, here's a big question. Do you think you could talk to Michael B and we can get B Sal in Creed 4? I already laid it out on the line for uh, for his agent. <laughs> there you go, man. There you go, B Sal. There you go. I mean, come on now. Yeah. Oh, hey, that's, that's cool, man. Yeah, this is cool. Very cool. Yeah. 
Very cool. Yeah, that's good. That's and you know, and, and let me add, I wrap his hands. Uh, I wrapped one guy's hands, and that was only because that was Devere Williamson's uh, fighter. And and uh, my first fight with Vladimir Klitschko was against Devere Williamson. Mm-hmm. So, but three other guys I turned down because uh, this was Brian's moment, and uh, I wanted to make it special for him. And uh, he came through, you know, and uh, what a support group that he had with him. So, yeah, hey, I brought tell you, you're a gladiator, uh, Brian, and uh, I'll follow Man, you. Thank, <laughs> thank you very, very much, Desmond. I, 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 I've told you time and time again, man, I really appreciate you coming out. Because as you said, you're in Stockton, you're about to go to Japan, you're all over the place. And the fact that you were here, that was, uh, I was fortunate. And, and you came through just like you said you would, man, and you, yeah, you 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 were a big part of me getting that win. You're a big part of me getting that win. So um, I will never ever forget Sunday. I mean, I'll never forget Sunday yeah. for sure. That's great. You know, I'm Jeez. I'm in my room waiting to go out to the gym, uh, watching Judge Judy, and uh, get a message from TC Martin if he call if I could call right now, and I put it on mute. And uh, when TC calls, I I answer. My man, <laughs> my man. Oh. Man, that's a you you shocked the heck out of me with this one. I I was not expecting you to have stench on. Wow! Hey, this is wow. How, this yeah, is how we roll. Listen, B Sal. It, 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 uh, Twenty minutes ago, we weren't even planning having you on, and there's okay. We got B Sal. Oh, wait a minute. We got to get stench on. So this is how we roll here, you guys. You guys know how we roll. Yeah, yep. you are a professional. One on one. Hey, I just want to say this to both you guys, uh, both longtime friends. Appreciate both you guys. Stitch, I think that is so cool. And, you know, like when Brian says, hey, man, you're a man of your word. We know Stitch is a man of his word. Uh, it is so cool because a lot of guys would not do that. And uh, you had the best. You had the best cut man in your corner, yeah. wrapping your hands uh, in your locker room. So that's cool. And, Brian, I know how important that was for you. To, um, you know, to get in the ring and, uh, you know, get, you know, prove that you could do this to yourself and everybody else. And I know, you know, months and months ago, you know, you were nervous about this, like, oh, how you, how you going to pull this thing off, man? And you did. You should be proud of yourself, man. So no, I, I, I salute, you know, both of you guys and, uh, yeah, I appreciate your friendship. So cool stuff, guys. Cool stuff. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let me get back to Joe's Jr. Yes. All right, bro. I'll let you go. Stitch, thanks for taking the time, man. And man. Uh, I'll see you All soon. Right, love. Thank you, bud. All right. Thank you, All bud. Right. Thank you. The best. Stitch. Wow. Man. Yeah, there you DC. go. DC. You are, you are something else, DC. You've outdone yourself with that one, man. Um, <laughs> Stitch, man, he's a, he's a great dude, man. I, I remember we went to a UFC fight, I think, or a boxing fight. You and I were walking through the crowd, and we ran into Stitch and his daughter, Carla. Who's also, yeah. I mean, two, there are two people that couldn't be any better folks, man. She's from, she uh, lived in Vallejo for a while, which is wild. Of you course, know, from the Bay Area. I know, no, I, um, I, I think, hey, uh, one of the, I think one of the very first times I met Carla was with you when we were at the fight. Yeah, I think and I might introduce taking, you to her. And then yeah. all of a sudden, oh my God, well, hey, I know your dad, this and that. I've known your dad for years, da, da, da. and then that's how Carla and I became friends. Yeah. So there's, you know, like I said, yeah, La Familia, man. We're all La Familia. Absolutely, absolutely. So the picture I just texted you of the hand wraps with the belt and everything else, I just texted Stitch because I uh, he didn't get that. So after I got done with the fight, he cut off the hand wraps and then kind of put them together and put like a towel inside of them so you can kind of see how they look in the picture there, man. He uh, he man, he he really did. Man, he made me feel he made me feel like a world champ. He kept telling me that. It's like, hey, I'm treating you just the same way that I would treat Andre Ward. Yeah, like, man. Yeah, like, man. I mean, I I literally have the literal best in the business in the boxing world, like wrapping my hands and taking care of me before my first fight, which is crazy. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I mean, there, there's there's no question about that, man. And then again, you had a sounds like you had a great support staff. It was good. Sounds like the event went off a great. Is is there going to be a uh, fight number two? I don't know, man. I I think I just because. I want to, I want to dominate a fight. You know what I mean? Um, you know, cause I, I'm watching it. I'm seeing guys that were having their first fights and I'm thinking like, Oh man, if I fought that guy, I would kill him. You know what I mean? Like, but I didn't get that opponent. So, um, even if I get an opponent like the one I just had, I want to go in there and dominate somebody, you know, just, so I, I may end up doing it again. Who knows? But 
it's, it's good being one and oh, and I would not mind, you know, walking out of the gym after making the three pointer. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> man, I don't know. That is so cool, brother. Ooh. That's so cool. All right. So maybe what I think we should do, we should just start a Las Vegas, uh, television division and we get maybe you, you and Jesse and then you take on the guys, you know, from uh, channel five or, you know, uh, channel Stop eight. It. There Stop we go. It. No, no, I just kidding. You know, Stop Jesse, it. Hey, you know, Jesse Miracle wants part of this now too. You know that Jesse, well, he's too young to uh, compete. Oh, that's true. He's under compete. Yeah, that's you have true. to be thirty-five, and Jesse's under. Jesse's like thirty-three. He's uh, like a baby. He smells like baby powder. You know what I mean? So, all right, he brother. can't compete. All right, we appreciate. <laughs> hey, congratulations on the victory. I wanted to make sure that I, that I had you on today. All right, man. So there you go. I uh, I, I preempted Steve Sachs for you today. Okay, man. So you know. Oh wow. So there you go. <laughs> me and me and Stitch. I mean, hey. The got combo. On there. Hey, uh, and I sent you the I sent you the link too, so check out that link. I, I definitely will. All right, brother, you gonna be out at the uh, Michelob Ultra Arena tonight? Yeah, I'll be there with my daughters, man. I'll be I'll be there as a fan, so I'll good. see you good. tonight. Good deal, brother. Sounds good. All right, B South, congratulations, man. Hopefully you're not too sore. And uh now you know what it what it feels like, uh, you know, getting your hand raised and I was also going to try to put, we ran out of time. I was gonna try to get Joe Cortez uh on after a stitch, but we ran out of time. Uh, that would have been cool too. It's, it's okay. He right. probably he probably doesn't remember me, but well, maybe he does because he sat down and talked with us for a while. So we'll see. Thank right, you, man. This All right, is more than I could have hoped for. All right, brother. Enjoy the moment, and uh, we'll see you tonight. All right, thanks. Appreciate you, TC. Uh, of course, Brian Salmon over at News Three, one and zero as a amateur boxer. You gotta love it. All right, I want to thank Stitch Duran for joining us. How about all of that impromptu? All right, and I promise uh, we'll get try to uh, we'll get Steve Sachs uh, back on at another time. All right, I'm off tomorrow and Thursday. Got to go to L.A. for the Aces, but back at the Westgate on Friday out at the world famous Superbuck. All right, so I uh, also want to thank Marvelous Mark Ratner. Uh, what a boxing slash UFC day today. That was our guest list today. So very cool with that. If you miss any part of the show, go check it all out, tcmartinshow.com. Go check out the latest uh, blog, the article there uh, about the Aces, 17-2. and two. That's up there. And also, Mickey Sudo, our interview up there with Mickey, winning her ninth mustard belt women's world champion Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest. And of course... Uh, Go check out the classic interview page. The current interview is all updated at tcmartinshow.com. Have yourself a good one. I'll talk to you on Friday.